0: Hello and welcome to the Moonwise Lunar Forecast for July 31st through August 30th, 2019. I'm your host, Dorte Sophie Royal, and today we'll check in with Susan Lipschitz of Everyday Medicine Woman as she takes a look at the upcoming month and gives us her take on the astrological, lunar, and collective energies that we're experiencing. In this forecast, Susan shares a quick recap about the emotional month we just went through and her tips on working with this new moon in Leo, Lion's Gate portal, and full moon in Aquarius. She provides some writing prompts and crystal and flower essence recommendations for working with the energies of this month. Thank you to our incredible community of Patreon subscribers, including Cherie, who showed her support of the show by joining this past month. Thank you, Cherie. If you've enjoyed our show and find value in this community, please consider subscribing at patreon.com slash moonwise. Okay, on with our lunar forecast. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. And I want to celebrate our two-year anniversary.
1: Moonwise has many visiting beautiful, powerful teachers and uh, medicine makers uh, that you've invited on the show over the two years. And I feel so fortunate to be part of this journey for this, this two years around the sun, that this beautiful project and vision that you manifested and brought through to these wonderful um, community of women that we've been doing, and I feel so blessed to be a part of. So I wanted to to also say thank you and happy anniversary to you and all our listeners.
0: Well, thank you, Susan. And these lunar forecasts have been a really amazing part of this podcast. And I know that a lot of people are always excited to tune in and waiting for it. And so this has really been you and I weaving this together. So I it's my honor to get to do it with you. So thank you.
1: My pleasure. We we really have a lot of fun with it and a lot of joy in hearing the feedback and the conversation with everyone who's tuning in.
0: And so here we are in summer. It is hot most places, I think, at least in North America. And it seems like there's a lot going on and a lot to look forward to in the fall. So I'm really excited to hear what your thoughts and tips are for working with the energies of this month. Yeah, I first want
1: just, to just have a moment where we together take a nice breath in and a nice breath out in the understanding that we have passed through uh, over the past couple months and certainly July, probably one of the, the most complex and challenging set of transits that we've had in a really long time. And um, so it's, it's hallelujah, we are um, at the 31st and we're at the gateway of the black new moon in Leo. And so I want to, talk about that. You know, we refer to when there's two full moons in a month, we call the second one a blue moon. And when there's two new moons in a month, we refer to it as a black moon. Um, It's really just a phenomena of calendar, but it also gives an indication of how action-packed Uh, this particular month of July really has been for us coming in and coming out. So when we came in on July 2nd, we had that um, really powerful new moon in Cancer that was a solar eclipse. And then we had that very intense full moon lunar eclipse that was in Capricorn. That was the one that I think Really brought people to their knees because, again, we have um, you know riding along and with as a little three amigos right now the um, the South Node and Pluto and Saturn in Capricorn. So wherever one of them, you know, they're all three bring their energy into whatever they're they're squaring, they're opposing, they're connecting with. And so um, it, it just really blasts the other side of that. And, and so the North Node and Cancer and the new moon and, and Venus and everything, Mercury, everything that was over on the other side um, was really being hit and that was at our emotional level. So it was really, you know, intense for everybody. And uh, hard to process, and also that full moon, which we you know talked about a little bit on the on the podcast, and then in our post updates, um, you know, because full moon brings stuff up to, it just brings everything up. It's all the light. It's the fullness, full blossom, and um, because of the intensity of those energies, it was I sort of saw it as more like a black light, like it was really taking us into our blind spots, our resistance, things that weren't serving us and in our face. So I don't think it was really anything new. It wasn't one of those full moons where we were going, oh, my God, I didn't know this. It was just saying the struggle of fighting this is greater than me making the change now. It's like just taking too much energy and it's it's not worth it. So it's like whatever our resistance of saying the change would be too hard. This was saying it's infinitely harder to drag along Um, All of this, these elements that just aren't serving us um, and the energy can be um, put into what the support that we need to make those changes. So, um, you know, I, I feel like it was it was very, very challenging. And then on top of it, of course, right after the new moon is that Mercury went retrograde and in started out in Leo went back into cancer. So as we as we feel this new moon the in east coast time so of course time is relative and so the moon goes new at different time zones but I wanted to feature this because it's 11:11 11, 11 p.m on the new moon on the 31st and so we want to let that little angel vibration or master number of 1111 also ring the bell of saying we are moving through a gateway into um, a new beginning that we're pressing the reset button on which is a very positive long-awaited you know reset for all of us so with that in mind that is happening however just to have a little bit more so that you know mercury it goes direct uh, at eleven fifty eight. so almost at that's again on East Coast time. So wherever it is relatively speaking, what I'm saying is there's a just in this lunation, in the chart for this month, this new moon chart, Mercury still is retrograde just for you know less than an hour. But it's just saying there's more information's going to keep um, unwinding, keep informing us, keep working with what you discover. and not only what you discover, but what you come into understanding through the eyes of love, which we're going to talk a lot more about. Um, So our ability to perceive, to understand to keep going over the terrain that we went through, not from the place of exhaustion, but the place of appreciation. So, you know, a lot of times the greatest stories come from the greatest challenges. Later we can sit and tell everybody, oh my God, what I went through, and we add, right, we add the laughs, and we add, you know, we enhance the drama, all those things, because we're not in it anymore. This was such an intense time, we're going to be doing that for a while. And so Mercury is going to go over the terrain, the you know that we went through during the retrograde in this this early part of the of our new moon. So it's um, it, it's going over still those later degrees of Cancer means literally what we just went through. It's going to take us through again, but from a you know from a direct point of view. So again, we're going to get clarity, and we're going to get more signals, and we're going to figure out a little put the dots together a little bit more. So I'll go over some dates in a minute, but. Uh, This is is really, um, you know, one of those moments where we want to first, you know, congratulate that we did get through it, definitely invite ourselves into some self-care to really assess where we are and what we need Um, and to really enjoy the richness of Leo. So whenever we're in the sign of Leo, so we're in a new moon in Leo and, um, you know, Leo is rules the sun is ruled by the sun, I should say, it rules the heart, uh, the upper back, um, and the spinal column. So holding ourselves up, you know, and um, in a different sort of a central way. What's interesting is when we have the full moon in two weeks, remember the polarity in Aquarius, Aquarius actually rules circulation and the ankles. So even though it's a it's a mental, so this this is a fire sign, that is an air sign that is very much organized in the mental body. It, it, it rules the ankles because the ankles is that bridge, you know between the body and then taking action. So it's not the feet, but it actually says, you know get, You have to have that bridging between heaven and earth in order to stay on the earthly plane. So it's interesting that, again, the way the body um, embodies some of these um, planetary energies and how they manifest in our bodies. So again, you know, when we talk about the heart, the heart needs circulation and it needs to be aerated, so we always want to breathe a lot when when we're in Leo. And we want to remember that the other side of that, when we have the full moon, we get that beautiful air sign that aerates and allows the circulation. So it allows the heart to, to pump and the heart to be the epicenter of our journey, um, full-heartedness. And so, again, when we think about this this beautiful new moon, uh, it's at 8 degrees Leo. Um, it's a fixed air sign. So we talk about, you know, the different signs have different, um, different qualities to them, and fixed signs are those that hold up, they don't they're not interested in change. They're interested in keeping us established. So of all the fire signs, this is the fire sign that is the leader. It establishes wherever Leo is in our, just like the sun is is in the heart is the epicenter of our whole body. And we even think of the spinal column. Um, Leo gives us self-confidence. It gives us courage. It gives us the ability to be a leader, um, to have joy, creativity, um, you know, all of those elements that let us move out into the world world when we did all that work in the summer solstice that wonderful time we got to spend together in our live um, call we talked so much about uh, really reinvigorating ourselves with the Sun as it it is an established radiating energy and so we want to see that inside of ourself and yet for for the movement of our lives we have to see the Sun as dynamic in other words the leo energy when we're in this new moon, we want to see it as a dynamic energy that that gives us that courage and confidence and a daily kind of um, infusion of the ability to, to experience our life with joy, to be fully present in it, to feel um Uh, You know, the lower octave can be that sense of a lot of drama, needing a lot of attention um, at all costs, getting us into cycles that aren't really of higher level. That press the repeat button in more kind of uh, ways that we've had drama and difficulty in our lives that we don't really want to do. But so we want to keep that higher octave of Leo that allows us to value and enjoy and appreciate and be grateful uh, on the journey of our life and feel fully centered in it because it is that centering kind of energy, like the sunflower we often, you know, refer to. So, Leo's season is also vibes with summer. And while we talk about North America, although you know, unfortunately Europe this has been the hottest, you know, year that on record I think that, you know, France and uh, different areas have really been kind of burning up, you know, one oh eight and up. So it's it's in the, you know, Alaska. So again, we're looking at, you know, the some, some more of the darker sides of, of you know the summer that normally we enjoy, but we're really seeing um, in no uncertain terms the call to action and, and what's at risk here. And that's more the Aquarian that we'll talk about. But in terms of it being the sweet season, summer, you know, the heart of summer is Leo season. There's just no question about it. And it is a sweet season. I've been noticing that, you know, um, we've had so much rain in so many areas um, and certainly in Chicago, but just so much rain that when we started to move, some of the planets started to move into Leo, we started to feel we were beginning to dry out, you know, from all all of that moisture that we talked about last last time—the intensity of the cancer season—was, you know, all around us, not only in us, but really around us. And so, as we're drying out, you know, we can start to really um, get a sense of relief, you know, from the intensity of how the 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 water started to invade, you know, all aspects of our life and overload us, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, so it's it's an interesting time for us to be able to really also feel the beauty of summer where we can feel the earth literally beneath our feet. We feel, you know, the, the, all the elements that are just no, nothing between us and the experience of the elements in the summer. So it's a, it is designed to be a slower time and also a bounty. So, you know, the harvest is in the fall, but it's just everything is ripe. And so there's a sensuality. To Leo as well, and a, and just a uh, a sense of being able to really enjoy, um, you know, the the good fortune of growing our food and really being able to feed ourselves, um, you know, from from local gardens, from uh, when we go to uh, you know different festivals and when we go to farmers markets and when we slow down and and our own gardens if we're fortunate enough or community gardens or whatever that might be like. So it is a time where we can really be present for that sweetness. And that is not something to overlook. It's, it's a beautiful moment um, uh, in that sense in our lives. And so we want to take advantage of that. And at the same time, it's, it's also interesting, we talk sometimes about each degree of the zodiac has a Sabian symbol, which is a, a symbolic representation, which we've discussed. And this one for this new moon in Leo is, is called the glass blower. And that's sort of interesting because glass blowing uh, is alchemy. Glass blowing takes materials and moves them into another form. It requires um, a process and a practice. It requires a certain degree of restraint and creativity and patience and um, the beauty that comes out of it and how much it takes to blow the glass and how, you know, really awesome it is to watch someone and to um, experience that if you undertake it with fire. So again, we're talking Leo, fire, fire sign, fixed fire sign. You know, it's how we acquire the glass. And at the same time, how easy it is to shatter it. And if it goes wrong, you've now got this you know, this experiment that, you know, it teaches you about the nest experiment, but it's not necessarily what you hoped in your vision. So the glass blower talks about, you know, lasting, enduring value and beauty over time when you manifest something with an alchemy of material and living enthusiasm. So with that positivity, it says, take all of your enthusiasm, take all of what you're doing and bring it forth so that you can create something. Um, And at negative level, you know, It can be the capacity of, uh, in some ways, with no redeeming contribution, to have a distorted expression of who you are. And I think that could get more into really not being thoughtful or conscious about who you are out in the world or a sense of egoism, which we're seeing in some ways in our world, how people just put out there whatever they want and then it's out there and it has a lasting impression too, but it's certainly not a positive one. So I think it's a fascinating when we look at that metaphor or we look at the symbol of the glass blower for the new moon and think about that for our lunation as we're creating because Leo's super creative. Um, So again, ruled by the sun and as we talked about governing the heart, we wanna really be aware of our breath practices when we're with Leo. I mean, obviously we always wanna be, but just to remember we're aerating and moving our life force, and that's really important. And so if we feel also a residue of fatigue and emotional fatigue from what we've been through this past month, to be able to you know, reinfuse ourselves to just uh, you know don't um, underestimate the power of a beautiful sequence of, you know important uh, in and exhalations and remembering each new, each new breath, each inhalation is a new beginning. And so when we do a few of those in the morning with the rising sun and set the day and and really give our our heart some wonderful, um, you know, opportunities of intentions, positive intentions with our inhalations, you know and the vibration and that frequency of thanking our bodies and thinking the constitution of ourselves for, you know Hanging in there and uh, first for resetting and starting anew. So that's really lovely to have that positivity and that hopefulness. Um, so now, the new moon with the new moon in Leo, Venus is in Leo, the sun is in Leo, Mars is in Leo, the asteroid Demeter or Cirrus, which is the mother, is all in Leo. Um, so that's really powerful. and. Um, There are several aspects to this new moon that are interesting. They create a little bit of unpredictability and a little bit of sort of fortuitous, which is positivity, um, which can include Jupiter has um, a lovely trine, which it's in Sagittarius and so enhances positivity, hopefulness, and future. And it goes direct on the 11th, just, uh, you know, a, a little like 10 days later, which the 11th has a few things that happen. So it's really bringing forward a sense of saying, okay, um, you can start to actually feel like you can be, you know, expand into what you want to in your life. And again, what you've been through has had value for you and you can start to get a little bit more lighthearted in it and and positive and feel a little bit more that, that there's some, uh, you know, positive aspects. Um, Uranus uh, in early Taurus has a strong square that starts just before in that balsamic new moon, you know, where the moon becomes like a dead moon, you know, the dark of the moon. And so when now that we're in the new moon, um, the invisibility of the new moon, it um, Uranus in a square is just saying to us, it's going to give us um, not problems, but a sense of Uh, some ways to begin to express our ability to create solutions with unpredictability. So it just might mean that little surprises come forward in a means to allow us right away to say, Oh, you know what? We've actually um, come up with a little bit more in our toolbox than we realized from what we've been through. Because like I said, we're just probably going, Oh my God, I'm just so grateful that you know Mercury went direct and all this and all the memes that are floating all over Instagram about, you know, the impact of Mercury retrograde. But but Uh, It would almost be, you know, me with my superheroes, kind of like, you know, you go through something and you don't know that you can press a little button and, you know, you have a cape or you have something that lets you time travel. It's kind of like something that you might come up around this new moon time that you actually see, I can handle that. Wow. Like, that wasn't, I really I can problem solve that, or I can be creative in that, or I can be inventive, you know, that's, that's part of that. So I think it's just something that we'll, we'll all compare notes on and, and see kind of what we discovered over that, those, those couple days. Um, And as we get our breath and we we regroup, um, you know, as I said, we're going to start to see that what we've been through that after we get through the arduous triathlon because it just hit us in so many different levels how far you've actually come and a gold star for endurance is is not to be understated you know it reminds me of megan um uh uh, i don't know if i can say her last name properly um rip ripoche the the uh the soccer our soccer hero Rapino or Rapino? that's yeah. right i apologize i really botched that um well mercury's still in retrograde uh, <laughs> right at the end of this new moon so i can i cannot uh, get all of my every drop of the mercury retrograde forgiveness um you know how how she was so bold that it, it, interestingly enough it appears that she might be a leo or a aries but actually in fact she's cancer and so it's that for the love of I am going to be this anti-hero in a way that I am going to put myself out there. She's not really someone who likes to put herself out there, but she's willing to do it for the team and what she did in that incredible um, heroic presentation of going well beyond her arena into an arena of life around how we really, we really um, bring the collective along with us and bring our voice along with us. So, you know, in that sense, I, I would like to see us be able to have that kind of courage as well. Which is what Leo really brings forth. So, I wanted to go over a couple dates so we can feel the um the the range of the moon and, and this new moon lunation and break it up a little bit so you can see how we can work with this new moon um, because like i said right away we're going to feel the sun we're going to feel the warmth we're going to feel like you know if we're waterlogged we'll feel like oh I'm, this feels so good and i can start to then you know restore myself a little bit and start to feel feel good so on the 31st we've got as i said that black moon new moon in leo at 11 um, and mercury going direct in cancer still at 1158, so it, it, it hangs on a little bit for a 411 for the north node. Remember that north node um, really got activated in that um, lunation of our the eclipse to say, what is our new era? Where are we working towards in our life with self-care and ancestry and home and belonging? We talked all about that, so it starts to differentiate, and it's going to give us more information about how to create that. Okay, so so really keep aware of all the downloads that we start to get that has to do with our new era of that beginning of the nineteenth, nineteen year cycle because we'll have another one of those, um, you know, uh, uh, eclipses. Okay, so as we move into the next week on the 8th of August is called the Lion's Gate. It's a cosmic portal that opens up. It's, um, it's kind of an esoteric portal um, and a celestial um, uh, experience of where the, it's, it's really, um, you know, a, in, in when, if we were look, to look up at the star systems in um, Leo as it relates to the lion, it is an opening. And so from that point of view, it's a beautiful time to meditate, to be outside and look up at the stars, to feel that there's, again, that no limits around um, a sense of relationship to ourself as a celestial being and as a human being. So it's, it's considered to be a very, again, beautiful, lucky, open kind of moment. Um, so 1111 is an interesting day. Uh, Jupiter goes direct, which is wonderful. We want to get these outer planets so they start to move in direct mo- motion. Interestingly enough, on that same day, Uranus goes retrograde. Um, And again, with these longer, you know, these outer planets go retrograde for longer periods of time. So it's not so much the whole retrograde. It's when they station direct or when they station retrograde that they pack a little bit more. So in some ways, we're going to feel really like we can have a green light to start to Jupiter going direct that we can start to be optimistic and start to feel and look into the maps that we want to create and that positive forward energy and at the same time with Uranus going retrograde it might say that we have to do it in a completely different way than we thought and so it's just going to keep us on our toes in continuing to um, revise what we are considering but it's not that it's it's not exactly the right direction. It's just revising the way we get there or how we get there, uh, which is kind of lovely because we're being very inventive and we're making it new for ourselves. At that day, Mercury finally goes into Leo where it was before it went retrograde. So, it might be retracing some some you know some things that had come up in early July with less emotional intensity and more empathic connections. So, this is what I want to say over and over and over again is that this month even though we might kind of revisit what we went through last month, we're not going to be doing it through the emotional intensity. What the hope was that we discussed before was all of that energy through through cancer was inviting us to become, as we talked about, more emotionally mature, more emotionally accessible, less hiding those parts of ourselves. That, that's why we did the pink monkey flower essence and so forth. So with that in mind, um, we want to see that we may go through seeing perceiving getting understanding um, through a more mature lens through a loving compassionate lens through the aha that lets us understand in a more you know richer way because leo's in there loving ourselves it sees the rich story and it allows us to see you know the bigger picture in a colorful beautiful way so then we get to 814 um and that is a that's a day that takes us right before the full moon on the 15th, this is an interesting day because it is Venus um, conjoins the sun. And when it, so it's, it's sitting next to the sun and venus is also next to the sun in the full when we have this full moon but when it comes next to the sun on the 14th um, it is in what we call a full phase or like the equivalent if venus had a full moon this would be it and when venus starts her beginning of these phases there's these 18 month cycles of venus through her retrogrades. you know because the morning and the evening star this gorgeous dance of venus and so um here's a little extra credit if you want to do a little home practice extra credit, is look and see, and look back at your journals uh, for October 26th last year at the 18, and look and see Venus was retrograde in Scorpio. That's when she started her inferior connection. She was sitting next to the sun, and so in the middle of her retrograde, then she started something. This is the full phase of it. Now, because she started it in Scorpio, it could be something having to do with healing, power, disempowerment. Um, Coming through more of an underworld experience of shadow or exploring something beneath the surface and really um, bringing it out in to now, something that you might find is really a sense in your repertoire of your deepest courage, of your greatest sense of what we would call the lion heartedness of you, your inner worth. Um, so really look look at that because of that 18-month cycle. Um, it it might have been an intense revelation about, as I say, sexuality, investing in ourselves, and how we became more rededicated. So I would say even on that day, like right before, and as you're coming up waxing into the full moon, which is an incredibly beautiful time anyway, is take that waxing into the full moon as we hit that full moon in Aquarius and really honor your inner worth because it's the inner confidence where Leo shines, that Leo is just the happiest when um, it's it's enjoying the ability to open the door for others, when it's enjoying uh, to be able to lead into the new, uh, activities. It's not really about the ego levels. It's what the ego can do. It means what we can do when we're able to utilize ourselves. So it's the, it is the life force, but in, and it's because we've got like again that Mars and, and Venus in there, we've got full embodiment, the capacity of full embodiment of Mars and Venus, M- Venus our values and Mars takes the orders from Venus and expresses them. So it's really a powerful, beautiful moment moving into um, that full moon. So when we move into the full moon of Aquarius, which I'll get into in a second, then on the 18th, Mars goes into Virgo. 21st, Venus goes into Virgo. 23rd, Sun goes into Virgo. 29th Mercury goes into Virgo and 30th New Moon Virgo. So in some ways the journey, like we said, you know, we were we were on this incredible journey. Like the eagle was flying and then the eagle lands on the rock and the eagle or 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 the eagle lands into the 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 tree and starts to build its nest. So we're going to move into a, a mutable Earth, you know, progression. So right now that's what I'm saying for the next several weeks luxuriate and and enjoy and appreciate all that this Leo new moon has to offer in settling us into the warm satisfaction of the moment, the full expression of our creativity, um, the north node, your inner compass of the potential that you're able to breathe uh, out from the pressure of these moons you know and that full moon is really quite interesting like i said because it's in aquarius and aquarius you know is the water bearer so a lot of times we think it's an it's a water sign but if you really look at the glyph it actually has waves on it and the waves indicate the air so what moves so the water bearer actually is air <clears throat> interestingly enough it lets the air you know it lets the water be able to have movement to aerate uh, in that sense. So that was like a new uh, insight into that notion of moving into that full moon. And when we move into that full moon, um, uh, you know, again, uh, because uh, Aquarius is, again, the polarity of Leo, that Aquarius full moon is going to be an innovator. It's going to take us into what is the broader way we wish for the collective, you know, it's interested in humanity. It wants at a mental level for us to really use in a brilliant, innovative, out-of-the-box way. So everything that we talked about, you know, in the full moon says, okay, let's take this individual energy and bring it out into the collective, you know, in that sense. And so um, it, it again says it wants to bridge us like the ankles into the ability to you know, bring forth and live on this earthly plane and actually um, communicate that.
0: Wow. And so as we're enjoying these Leo energies, what kind of practices do you recommend for working with this time?
1: Well, I, um, I love the keynote when we talked about the glass blower, I want to use, you know, the words that really come up for me are alchemy. So alchemy has to do with like we talked about, you know, metals or, or properties coming together, and through fire, they alchemize into something else. And so, I think as we're reviewing these, um, maybe some writing prompts can be revelations from the eclipse cycles. So, with those in mind, um, a kind of questions like, what got revealed? What got revealed that was new, or that you knew, but you were avoiding? What did you learn about boundaries? Because alchemy also creates when we think about creating something whether it's a glass or it's something like we think about, you know, alchemizing metal, the most obvious one is is a ring or a doorknob or something like that, like what would we create and it's to help us open or close. So again, what did we learn from all that? You know, water and and uh, and all the energies around Saturn and Pluto were, you know, were boundaries, healthy boundaries. And what it in Leo's all about? It Leo will just say, "Hey, you know, tell everybody who you are and be unafraid about that." So, what did we learn about boundaries? About old traumas or issues that got triggered? What got cleared or shifted? Because again, that South Node there was a lot of karmic cleansing. What did you say goodbye to or that you had the courage to end or break? Not just people, but old ways. What were the lessons of self-love? What were the new ideas born out of the challenges you faced? I cannot stress that enough, that to keep looking at how did I face the challenges in new ways and how can I optimize those, alchemize those? So we're growing authentic confidence. Again, lion hearted bravery and courage. Love is our power source. When I saw Eve Ensler, when she was in town um, uh, reading from her new book, The Apology, she really talked about as being an activist that she was tired of anger and she was really all about love. Love was going to be her power source. And um, what do we cherish enough to fight for? And we're talking about, you know, activism. What went on in Puerto Rico? What's going on in Hawaii? You know, what are we willing to, um, you know, to, to love enough to step up and, and come together collectively? We're going to see this more and more. And it's not going to be against. It's going to be For. It's just, you know, what is propelling us from heart medicine is really going to be important. So some of those prompts are really interesting. um, But the slower process of, of elements transforming are the sum of its parts. And seeing everything we went through gets converted into something more beautiful. So like when we talk about gold, it's an alchemizing. Or I think we always mention it, no grit, no pearl when we went through cancer. It's true, though. So it's that alchemizing quality through Leo and through Aquarius, which is, again, fire and air, is going to create something new out of all of this, something that is lasting. I was looking at two tarot cards, one um, having to do with the star, which was more Aquarius, and one having to do with the forces of the heart, which also can have to do with the sense of the buoyancy. Of ourselves and moving through these difficult times, but it's really one of endurance, and it's really one of again, in the strength and the and the joy of our heart also needs to be some sense of of again, purposeful, or regulated kinds of interactions or um, working with our own energies. Another practice that is is more of a remedy that I thought about which um, I was looking for remedies and sometimes uh, we like to use the flower essences. And this month, um, one that I thought was interesting, I'll see what everybody sort of thinks about it, is tiger lily. So tiger lily is an interesting essence because it has to do with transforming overly aggressive or competitive energies, excessive yang forces and separate separatist tendencies into cooperative service with others so extending the feminine forces into social situations and harmony or a foundation for outer relationships many people will sometimes say i'm not in touch with my power why would i take you know tiger lily but i thought about it as it's as we're talking about this alchemizing into what we've been to through into an upleveling of our heart energy for the future Then how beautiful, if we're talking about sacred feminine and the rising of the feminine on the planet, um, and that notion of what feminine really looks like is really just a force of the mother, of the great mother. of of walking in, in, again, the collaboration and love and sustenance of life, then we want to see as much as we can, how can we transform? Because we've all got accustomed, when we use our expression of self, I think everyone, men and women, uh, how we've accommodated to hyper-masculine energy. So this is saying, hey, if we're working through this incredible Leo new moon and we're up-leveling the manifestation of our our ego strength of leadership, we want to do sacred leadership or a more, you know, a, that kind of leadership where we lead collaboratively. And so with that in mind, the tiger lily could be a beautiful remedy of collaboration and cooperation. It transforms the aggressive elements into, into inclusive, higher level Leo, higher octave Aquarius consciousness. So I thought that could be an interesting working with feminine values into a larger system so i'll see what everybody thinks about that and then finally before i get your feedback um for a stone because sometimes you'll ask for that is um i was looking for a stone that a crystal that might work with both energies leo and aquarius and i pulled out some of you might be aware of love is of the earth it's like the old crystal bible by melody and uh, it's like 500 pages or something i've had it for so long and i opened the book you know our moon wise podcast has some angels there and I opened up the book and it gave us amber and amber vibrates to Aquarius and it vibrates to Leo and it's again think of the alchemy of tree resin over all those years and so it's golden so we think of the heart but it's got that lasting endurance to help us work uh, in that way for the alchemizing um, into something that we want to transform so again it works with you know, all those different energies to bring them together. And it also purifies. And given all that we've been through, we could all use a little purification. Uh, So those are the practices I would say is work with the prompts, Look and keep going over what we've been through, and keep seeing them through the eyes of love, the ability to be compassionate, the great story. Start to see it. How does this become one of the one of the, the most uh, influential uh, epic stories? As it starts to, uh, you know, as all the the mud comes off, <laughs> everything that we uh, that we went through, we can start to see its its value and its beauty and its. Um... You know, it's uh, lessons, it's wisdom.
0: Well, thank you so much, Susan. So much of what you said resonates so deeply with me and the experience at least I've been having over this past month. So thank you. And I would love to hear what others think about that. And just as I kind of let your words wash over me, one thing that comes to mind is it sounds like this phase could be a time where we take that sun powered enthusiasm and love and really direct it toward the things that we truly care about as we use boundaries. So we're not just kind of like leaking out our energy everywhere, but we're really taking care, having learned in these past couple cycles, what we really want to dedicate ourselves to and what our legacy wants to be. And then really directing that sun powered energy that way.
1: You just said so, uh, so many profound things in your few sentences. I would wholeheartedly agree that it's it's yeah. It, otherwise, we would waste this resource. So again, when you talk about the rededication, I think on the new moon and at the full moon, and certainly right before the full moon when Venus um, you know comes together in that full full moment, um, the rededication of our resources. And we're looking at that pl- at a planetary level. And when you talked about what we care about, that as lasting values. Now I have to laugh because it's two Capricorns doing this podcast. So we're like, we're Capricorning it, folks. We're hey. Saturnizing it. You know, <laughs> got to do something with this. But it's it's really absolutely true. Coming off of that north node in Cancer is saying what you know, what the ancestry. What are the seven generations we're influencing? What has been um, the impact of what we've been through? So we're gonna see this over and over when we rededicate. How do we, what do we care about? What do we bring that love to? What do we come together around that we really want to um, eradicate? And we've had enough of, so it's not just the shadow of our individual self we've had enough of that we see this month, this past month, but as a country. Remember, we're a cancer country, and as a world, so we're um, everything's on the line right now, and how we use those energies. We want to absolutely have the nourishment and the joy of our individual experience and as a collective and celebrate, but we have a lot of work to do, and we have to get it together. And so, I completely agree with you, and I think um, sharing, and and that's the other thing about the social network of the full moon. So, I don't, I would kind of, I want to. Um, Uh, volley that back to you and say, how might we this month utilize that wonderful platform uh, on Facebook, uh, the group, to maybe at the full moon say, what's everybody working on? How do we share our resources? Because again, the full moon in Aquarius is all about social networking and bringing together the power. It's sort of the positive power of social networking as opposed to what we see as the dark side. So how we bring our networks together um, and how we then can You know, leverage our power in a really positive way. So I think it could be an incredibly beautiful, poignant way to honor the full moon.
0: What a wonderful idea. Yeah, so on the Facebook group, which is Moonwise Sisterhood, anyone can join. You just um, answer two questions and I'll give you access to the group. So let's plan on that. On the full moon, I'll put up a prompt for everyone to share sort of what they're working with or what anyone might need help with. I know for me, I'm working to spread the word about the protecting my Monakea movement, and so I'll put up a link to the petition if that's still happening at that point, which I imagine it will be. So let's let's plan on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that could be really lovely. Yeah. So I I'm just looking forward to hearing back from everybody and sharing your stories as you're starting. Like I said, to get your your incredible story of um, what you went through over the month. I know I'm being a little dramatic, but I'll take license with Leo uh, and uh, and and really savor. Um, you know, what we start, the resources we start to build back in and the, um, the joy of our full hearted expression of our love and the power of ourselves. And, and, um, I, I will, um, leave us, you know, with this quote of, of, you know, it's also the side of the diva. So I'm going to leave us with a quote from Rihanna, which is, I think women want freedom. They want to be empowered. They want hope. They want love. They want all the things I want, and I'm not afraid to say those things and act on them. So don't be afraid to say what you need and want more than need and act on it. So bowing to the goddess of Rihanna, and uh, and we'll close our, our, um, our podcast for
0: the day. Thank you, Rihanna. Thank you, Susan.
1: Have a wonderful month.
0: Thank you for listening to the show. You can find Susan's work online at everydaymedicinewoman.com and at Susan Lipschutz on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes and leave a review. You can also leave a comment on the Moonwise Sisterhood Facebook group. If you're not in the group yet, just search Facebook for Moonwise Sisterhood and answer two quick questions to join. And if you haven't heard the recent Moonwise episode about creativity as courage, I recommend giving it a listen. In the episode, I speak with multidimensional artist, activist, and educator Naima Peniman of Climbing Poetry about art as a path of survival, evolution, and healing. We discuss overcoming shyness to find a voice and purpose, honoring ancestors, and the courage to challenge dominant stories in our society we also talk about the difference between calling in versus calling out in movement culture. And Naima shares her thoughts on where creative passion and activism intersect for the greater good. Listen to that episode and our previous episodes at moontent.co or subscribe to the MoonWise podcast on iTunes. Our theme music is by Sophie Cooper from her album, Rewilding, whose amazing work you can find at voicealchemy.com. See you next time.